from our dusty cellars brought to you by water polo water polo almost an anagram of waterloo because it's a real battle in there also we use the pool as a toilet <laughs> it's the final countdown hello Good to see you, Vanis. Joining us this week, as always, his dating strategy is inspired by the before guy in a a romantic comedy. It's Jack Toner. I watched the movie Hitch and took all the incorrect takeaways from it. Don't be (laughs) yourself. Uh, Don't be yourself. That's the move. And um, I I believe he gets stung by some bees or something in it as well at some point. And his face goes all funny. Yeah, and then the other little girl, and then the little girl who was his best friend is really sad because her dad runs the funeral home. So it's it's even more complex emotionally. I think oh, that sorry, was my, I think I'm that was my girl. Of, I'm thinking of my girl. I always I always mix up Macaulay Culkin's My Girl with Will Smith's Hitch. Kevin James was in both. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the Kevin. It's the one degree of Kevin James. He's the he's the pudgy child. He's the point in Hitch, and I can't remember who he played in My Girl, but I'm sure, I'm sure he was not spelled. Also joining us this week, uh, he's given up on uh, helping, and in fact is actively hindering his partner's attempt at self improvement. After he realised that if she succeeds, she'll probably just leave him. It's Gavin Carberry. <laughs> Oh, hello everyone. Good to see you. Uh, one of the one of the fellows I was wrestling with over the weekend was waxing lyrical about how he can't be both in a relationship and have abs because it, it makes the girlfriend too upset. <laughs> they're like, they're not for me, so who the fuck are they for? <laughs> it strikes me like, though that he's telling you a part of that and he's not telling you the bit where he just at any point like where she's upset because it's like he will cheat on her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think she's upset because of the abs. I think if she trusted him. <laughs> no, I'm not saying I'm not saying that there's not trust issues beyond the abs. I think it's you're right. It, it is more of a my fucking girlfriend won't even let me go on a weekend away with the lads because every time I do it, I cheat on her. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah. Am I right? Yeah, uh, which in a big way. Jesus. <laughs> How dare she? Gotta ditch her, man. <laughs> Gotta, like literally, the second literally I leave the to. country. <laughs> On the agenda this week, things that would go away if only we would ignore them. And things that won't go away, no matter how much we don't ignore them. Uh, uh, speaking of London, uh, I don't know what... <laughs> we got some stuff, I don't know. Uh, we've also got... One of us has a non-alcoholic beer. The other one of us has a Sprite of some sort. And I have nothing. Uh, okay, very nice, very nice. Uh, a triple threat, as it's known. Yeah. I am drinking for those who came for the beer. Uh, for those who came for the beer. Uh, why? Um, <laughs> it's yeah, there Brooklyn. was a time when it was just us. There was a time <laughs> when you could listen to us or nothing. So I get why people used to come for the beer. But now? Now? No, nah, that ain't it. It ain't it. I've got Brooklyn Hoppy Lager. Brooklyn Special Effects. A Hoppy Lager. It is 0.4%. It is in a bottle that is 330 mil. It is a kind of dark looking lager. It's got a kind of almost red ale 
hue to it. Mm. I'm going to have a first taste. I'm going to tell you what it's all about. Brooklyn, a, uh, a, respectable, a respectable outfit. And my hopes are high. That's nice. <gasps> that is nice. It doesn't taste like a Brooklyn lager. But it is nice. It's kind of, I know I complain about the kind of Carlsberg 0% beer having a weird sweetness to it. This has a sweetness to it, but it works. It's kind of sweet, a little bit um, hoppy. Yeah, it's, yeah, this is a, this is a nice, nice non-alcoholic. I would rate this quite highly. Yeah, if my memory of it is correct, it does have a certain sweetness to it, but it kind of has the body to carry it. Yeah. Whereas yeah. a lot of the shittier ones really don't. They're watery and sweet. It's weird, you know. Yeah, and this as well. I think that like the from my tasting and maybe I'm wrong here. A lot of the non-alcoholic beers that I've had are either trying for like a pilsner effect, like they're mm. trying to be like crisp, taste like a macro lager and that's what you're getting or they're going for an ipa where they're going for this uh over the top kind of flavor to try and balance the fact that the booze isn't bringing that um and i found uh, last year last week the kinnegar beer was a pale ale and that actually really worked with the non-alcoholic uh thing and this is also it's not going for your standard pilsner lager it's more like a kind of vienna style lager which again really works i think that like the imagination in both of those breweries to kind of not go for the obvious choice has really benefited them because yeah i i don't know i think like a, a pilsner as as we know from uh listening to the beer nut who actually knows is actually quite hard to do because getting that like cleanness of uh of, of having a taste like very little is very difficult and with an IPA I feel like people get lazy and just kind of overstuff it with with whatever flavor they can assuming that like all flavor is good flavor whereas there's restrictions here with this side of I assume it's a Vienna style lager and the restrictions with a pale with pale ale as well that have bred like quite good beers quite good innovations from those two breweries Gavin, after all the shit we just said about not being a beer podcast, you just gave what might be one of the best first tasting analyses we've ever had in five plus years of this program. Um, actually, no, uh, he just spoke a whole lot of shop, but he said he'd, uh, <laughs> no one interrupted him, so. Uh... <laughs> uh, right, Mr. Madison, uh, the, what you just said made no sense. Uh, at no point <laughs> did you make anything even resembling a cogent argument. And everyone in this room is dumber for having heard it. <laughs> I award you no you points. No points. And <laughs> mercy on your soul. <laughs> now that wasn't a great beer nut impression because I was trying to remember the line from Billy Madison. <laughs> <laughs> I think you did a good enough job at both. Balance was perfect. Neither were, yeah. but the balance was. I don't know if, yeah. if, if that is a Vienna lager or not, but if I do remember correctly, that tends to that style tends to score very highly on here when we do when we do get it. I think yes, all, yes, it does. To like it. Uh, and I wonder, it, is, is that, is it a style that we particularly like, or is it li like I suspect the brown ale thing is, which is that really only the competent brewers are actually doing it. Like something like, you, 
you know, you're not just going to Vienna Lager isn't something that you like kind of have to have in your core range or no one will buy it. That, it that's just not the case. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. Yeah, it does take someone who knows what they're doing, who knows the style, who's confident in their brewing to, to do. And like confident enough, you know, and kind of have the, be kind of proficient enough to have the backing of a brewery who, you know, need to shift units. Yeah. And you can see what a lot of the lager, a lot of non, not non-traditional, because most lager styles are pretty darn traditional, but I suppose with the, the non macro we talk because of what we think lager is mm. we, I, I think it, it, it like gets in the way that it's called a, a lager a lot of them because it's like well what what you know like if you're having a, a bock or something and it's it wouldn't yeah. be identified uh, people wouldn't readily identify it as a lager even though of course it is i mean you know mm. yeah 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 that's that's a, a good point man it's that like because lager is so or because pilsner style lager is so is the norm is what we think of as beer it's very restrictive but only in our own heads yeah it's entirely in our own uh, in our own heads and and if we think it it is also right which is the unofficial motto because um, oh, there was a weird there's a weird a weird thing that was creeping in last week that I, I i'm gonna have to say we got a lot of complaints about it jack was googling stuff in the middle of the show, yeah. stuff was getting corrected. Yeah. Actual facts no. were coming yeah. out. Yeah. A yeah. white knuckle yeah. ride through sort of generally getting to the basic correct point is not what we're about. No, I, <laughs> it's and not I, what they signed up for. And as soon as I, as soon as we hung up off the call, I knew I'd fucked up. And man, I was, I was, yeah, I like you've 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 beat me to it. But yeah, there there is an apology due, and it is given without reservation. There is, and those calls prepare to be raked over them. Prepare to be raked over them. And uh, the etymology of the phrase raked over the coals, actually, provided we're not doing anything, actually comes uh, not from what you might think. I'm curious, actually, as to because I went out looking for um, non-alcoholic beer today. And while there was some there, there was the shit ones that we don't want and the stuff we've already had. So stuff like that Brooklyn Hoppy Lager and the... Um, the one we, the one you had, was it was last week the um, uh, last week was Kinnegar, um, uh, and then there's the Lervig one as well. Yeah, no worries. Yeah. So, so I can't figure out if everyone's buying them or if no one is. So I can't figure out if they're yeah. running out of them or if they're just not stocking them because I haven't been able to find as, as wide a selection as in previous years. So I don't know, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Well, it is Perhaps rapidly approaching, you know, two thirds of the way through dry January, so. It's not the thing is it's not like they're gonna re-up on the kind of if the demand was high, I imagine that the turnaround time for re-upping on those kinds of things is probably like, nah, there's only another two weeks to really shift them at the rate we have been. So <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That must yeah. that must like severely drop off. Yeah. Yeah, it's I like East, it's like Easter eggs. Like, they don't make any extra. Like if they over <laughs> if they got too many, then they'll be selling them off after Easter. If they got too few, then they've just got too few. If, if, you know, yeah. we'll have few, yeah. we'll have fewer peasants. <laughs> I imagine the single lowest sales day for non-alcoholic beer is February first. Quite possibly. I would, yeah. Probably gently tips ticks up, skyrockets in January, and then hits absolute floor at February first. I would say, yeah, I, yeah, floor February first, and then there's kind of some sales throughout the year. But like, yeah, anyone who was trying them out in January for the first time, probably isn't picking it up in February again. No, probably not. And what's, um, 
I, I mean, I did last year because I did Lent, probably going to do Lent again this year. But, mm. but, but like the, the first week or two of dry January for me, it's like I'm not, I, I've only started to miss beer by about now. So mm. like only for, only for that we're doing the podcast, I'd have no interest in non-alcoholic beer. Up until about now where I'd be like normally going, ah, do you know what, just to have the thing at the end of the day that mm. is sort of resemble, And it's also been long enough since you've had a real beer that it's sort of still it scratches the itch in a way whereas if you mm. if you're if you if you're on if it's if you drink if you're a once a week drinker and it's your sunday yeah. and, and 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 you go for your non-alcoholic instead of your alcohol you're like ah fuck this <laughs> i'd rather have yeah. nothing you know <laughs> uh, but if you've if you're if you're staring down the barrel of it being another couple of weeks it's like yeah no i'll have a couple of fucking carlsberg yeah. and, I'll, and i'll do all the things that i would have done when I was drinking, so I'll sit down and I'll I'll put on Netflix or I'll fucking watch the sport or something, and and then it's it's kind of, and it's it's nice and it's agreeable and it's it's different. Mm. It's all yeah. psychological. It's all psychological shit. Now it goes good for you anyway, so it's frankly not. I don't know why we go through these periods of abstinence. You know, it's 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 good for you. You should drink every day. Elaborate. Oh, I know. I'm I'm lying. I'm, just, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm on the I'm on the take. <laughs> I'm on the take from big big uh big, big Alco. Step one is minimum unit pricing. No, Step no, two, no, I am big Alco. <laughs> That's what they used to call me. <laughs> Step one, minimum unit pricing. Step two, maximum advertising. Step three. Yeah. Profit, <laughs> and that's not even like one of those confusing. Where's the step? Where's the step in between? It the does profit? make a yeah. yeah, yeah. There's no question marks. These are not underpants gnomes. It's just yeah. profit. It's just you know, I'm gonna crank up my prices, but won't that drive down demand? No, daddy, <laughs> daddy government is actually insisting that we all do it. <laughs> <laughs> God, I love capitalism when it's working in my favor and it's not really capitalism. Don't you? <laughs> now, the, yeah, because this, like, what would you describe, like, in what, from the capitalism to, to communism spectrum, where would minimum unit pricing fall? Because it's kind of hyper-capitalist or, like, not even hyper, because it doesn't fit neatly it's, on the it's spectrum. Like it's big government. It's like, crony. It's crony capitalism. It's crony it capitalism. Yeah, it's like it's simultaneously government overreach, but in in a way that you would expect from left stuff from the left, but none of it goes towards the government. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess it's crony capitalism. Crony capitalism often looks like a version of what you sort of end up having to do when you try and do, um far end socialism toward communism where you sort of have like a like a planned economy and it's 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 mm. incre it's incredibly hard to do and it's maybe not the worst idea right after the end of the second world war as can be <laughs> evidenced by the fact that at the start of both I'm picking two split countries that ever happened so Korea and Germany and at the start of both of those experiments um uh, east germany was outperforming west germany and North Korea was outperforming South Korea. Now, that's not enough data to be sure that that's what the correlation was. But both of the communist sides went with the planned economy. And I think when you're coming from nothing, when you're mm. just like, we just need to rebuild all the stuff that like got bombed. Yeah, I think, yeah. I, I think maybe that economy, worked. Yeah. 
I, yeah, I, yeah. But as, as soon as you're then trying to figure out, but as soon as you have a, and there's limited amount of consumer goods available. So like a committee can sort of figure out how much we should be charging for milk. Mm, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. As soon as there's any sort of diversity in the in, in the market, then you're just trying to like, like how much how much should a credenza cost? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What should be the market value of jelly sweets? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's impossible. You can't do it. <laughs> Maybe a f- round of famine would thin out this population to where we could figure this out again. <laughs> Mr. Kim, you've done it again. And that's the story of North Korea, folks. Have I mentioned I've been reading Adam Smith's The Wealth of Nations? Now, he doesn't mention North Korea or East Germany because this is a book that came out in 1772. <laughs> but he does have a lot of very, very specific thoughts on the price of a credenza. A credenza. <laughs> and the price of a person, I would say, given the time frame. <laughs> I, 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 said, I said this to Kevin on Saturday. I was like, I'm currently, li-. I was like, first of all, neither of you would ever need to read this book because it is because you've done like modern economics so you understand stuff. I'm starting from the beginning and it's of limited value because this is a book written when slaves were a thing. So, yeah. <laughs> So, well, the real value of labor, of the wages of labor, is, of course, ameliorated for by the presence of slaves. And I'm going, oh, is it? That's oh, true, I suppose, when you wrote that, Mr. Smith, I Not, guess. In fairness, he does, he does actually give a good answer to what is the nature and cause of wealth, and it is the ownership of people. He actually also gives an answer as to why uh, it might have been, he doesn't directly say this, but, like, why ultimately... A lot, like a lot of places abolished slavery anyway and it's that they were starting to figure out that it would be cheaper to simply have exploitative uh, imp- like employment contracts uh, rather than it would be to, to actually it's like what if what if instead of like uh, taking these people making them work for free and feeding and feeding and housing them what if we just made them work for a price that was basically free and <laughs> didn't have to do any of that other stuff <laughs> He doesn't say that specifically or at all. I'm inferring from what he said. <laughs> That's what happened. But look, the British Navy never went anywhere to stop anything if it wasn't for the benefit of Britain. And they went and stopped a large part of the slave trade. Must have been to the benefit of Britain in some way. Or maybe they were just sound about that one thing. It could be they were sound about that one thing. Yeah, every, <laughs> everybody gets everybody gets one, like, particularly empires. Like yeah, I, I okay right. Real real talk is probably unlikely. They were real sound about that one thing, but there are like a lot of like exploitative companies out there that are really sound about that one thing. It's true. Like, yeah. How many like how many Name businesses one. that are doing horrible things are really pro LGBT? Yeah, but now, that's I, a very I, specific thing where like yeah. it's so it's like these days very easy to be pro LGBT. It is literally just like. A, a logo change almost for certain businesses but um oh you know. no, make no mistake i think i don't think the british empire would have been uh above like you know flying a rainbow flag on the back of one of their war galleys you know that mm. meant that they got a bit of publicity that was good for them you know um i'm not sure i don't know i don't I, I, what we've done here is launched into something i don't know anything about and just started coming up with theories based on only if the stuff I sort of think is true. You know, <laughs> you know a I podcast. Mean, 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> or yeah. the process that Adam Smith went through. <laughs> well, Manus was saying that Adam Smith, like, despite, like, the time, like, what, what, what actually, like, was probably revolutionary about the book is that he does look at things quite systematically and, like, reference things and takes the, the, um, the field of economics seriously, which I don't think anyone did beforehand. Mm. Yeah, yeah, he, he looks he looks at it like systemically from top to bottom, and I'm not. I, I think that's what the big thing. I don't think he actually came up with anything brilliant him, himself. Um, well, it's like it's a lit review. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's a it's big like lit the, review. It's actually like Trinity Review. Do you remember that? Like, 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 you remember that magazine that would have poetry in it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> You know that, that everyone read all the time, and we all loved, and we would be anticipating. Yeah, of course. When it would come still out. have every, still have every copy under the bed. Oh, I mean, where else would you keep it? <laughs> <laughs> Some of the poetry got quite steamy. Oh, hello. Yeah. Hello. Because I used to keep it in the bathroom, and that's where. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I knew there was a. Um, uh, we had an agenda, I think, before we got completely derailed by our own ignorance. Um, and I love the way that think- we like we like made a big point about slavery, didn't finish it, so we're not going to. Yeah, 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 yeah. And nor yeah. have we made it clear where we economically stand on slavery. We've been yeah. we've been quite clear. Economic- Jack, wait, what? Look, I was thinking at this point <laughs> of the podcast. Morally, been- I stand one way. I just think no, Jack, morally I'm we've been very clear. clear. Where I stand on slavery. Look, look morally we've been very clear over the last five years. What would be worse? What would morally, be worse? we're open to it. What would be worse? Someone who was like morally thinks it's good, but because, <laughs> but of, economics. But because of economics, is completely against it. Yeah, or, I'm a racist. I'm a racist second. I'm a capitalist first. Or someone who <laughs> thinks it's an economic, it's an economic boon, but just goes like, you, you know. A, or no, someone yeah, morally into it, economically put economically against it to the point that they fight that they fight against it, or morally against it, but economically for it to the I don't know. I can't I feel like there must be a question here. I don't know. Which yeah, one's yeah. Worse. The question is like, yeah. yeah, I suppose, like, yeah. It, well the, the answer or someone is who whoever someone like who, fights against it. Yeah, like, it doesn't matter what the reason is. Even if the per- well, like say somebody somebody who likes like, which I think was the opinion of like uh, George Washington, who like thought it was morally reprehensible, but like was necessary so like but he was all about that paper so so he fought to keep it you know what i mean yeah or or someone who who's like this it is class to own people you know and i just i really wish i could perpetuate it but it just doesn't economically make sense i mean the outcome is better but the person Uh, have you ever tried writing tax law around people honestly it'd be easier just to pay them yeah. I think now uh, this is going to be my ignorance and maybe I kind of read or misheard or something. I'm like straining at the back of my mind for this. But isn't there an argument that that was like the, what the the North was fighting over in the Civil War? Is like, I mean, morally, they didn't mind too much, but economically <laughs> yeah. it was really fucking them. So yeah. I think it was in the Civil War documentary. They were like... Yeah, I mean, most of the people in the north just really looking after their own back pockets. I mean, you can yeah. you can read you can read a lot of there are a lot of yeah no there were a lot of super racist um, abolitionists for sure, mm. um, and and like the last thing the last thing they wanted was like any slave that was like slaves continuing to come up north because that's what mm. was continuing to happen and <laughs> as long as you had it illegal in one place and legal in another it's like i, I declare they're gonna keep coming up here where we <laughs> <laughs> you, you can read a lot 
of stuff that like Lincoln and, and, and stuff said, and it's just like, oh, I guess it's off their time, but oh. <laughs> yeah, I thought I thought that there was a pretty clear good guy, bad guy. I mean, there is a clear good guy, bad guy, but it's not as clean cut as I would have wanted. No, you we'd love and it would be much more fun if there's there a clear was, like, better and worse. Yeah. Yeah. It would be much more fun to like well, in some ways, it's more fun that there's ambiguity, but the movie would be better probably if you had, like, <laughs> if you had, yeah, yeah. Everything was... above this line is not racist. Everything below this line is not racist. But I suppose, like the the you know, the short history of the United States since uh, restoration has, I don't know, it hasn't really indicated that there was ever that much of a division, you know. Randy, Randy Newman, and I can't, you can't quote most yes. because the song is terrible, but he got it when he said he's free to be he's free to be put in a cage in, in New York City, he's free to be mm. put in a cage in Boston, uh, you, you know, trying to make the point that, again, it's really hard to quote the lyrics because you can't say the word um, anymore, or but that, like, have... the, the Southern men are looked down on as these racist, two gap tooth idiots, and then, like, you know a whole bunch of systemic racism is happening in uh big cities yeah. in the north and yes uh you can still look down your nose as a i don't know new yorker being like well we don't have racism here i was i thought i just i i, I thought that the message behind that song was near perfect because it like you, you're in the middle of it feeling smug about yourself as yeah. a yankee and then, yeah <laughs> and then, like you think you've got like at first you're hearing it going what the fuck? And then you're like, oh, they're making fun of them down there. I get mm. it. Ah, la, 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 la. And then you get through and you're like, oh, me. Me? <laughs> what? Yeah. Well, I thought I was perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't we all agree I was perfect? I was perfect. Thought I did yeah, the right no, thing. Yeah, Lincoln, you're pretty perfect. Yeah. Oh, God, he's well, we so did. good. We had an agenda item, we did. And it was. Uh, uh, the correct amount of time to spend in London. Jack? I, I would make a serious argument for 20 hours being the correct amount of time to spend in London. I'm with you. It's less than 24, so that's good. Exactly. because yeah, after dark, all the weirdos turn crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they were weirdos was, to begin with. Why did, you go to London, why did you go to London for 20 hours? Uh, Fred was having a birthday party, and I had a wrestling show on Sunday. I actually had a wrestling show on both days, so I actually decided to go to the birthday party when my role on the show on Saturday became unclear and I was like, I'll probably do very little to nothing on the Saturday show. So at midnight on Friday, I was like, all right, I'm, I'm booking these flights. I'm getting on this plane first thing tomorrow morning. Went, had a wonderful time, got on the first flight back on Sunday, did the show and, and continued and feel like death now as a result. But did you cross did the international date line? Did you actually work? two shows in the same day like Hulk Hogan used to do <laughs> but he would actually get 367 days a year because he would cross the date line going back and forth to Japan real lies he told no I, uh, I don't I, think that Hulk Hogan understands how the international date line works no Hulk Hogan actually leg dropped so fast around the world the other way he turned a day backwards and did the same show twice Superman style he like it's one of those things that he like draw he like drops it in during an interview and like when he's in the middle of his flow you're like oh yeah well that makes sense then you're like wait a minute hang on Hulk where did you go sorry brother gotta go bye <laughs> but the reason that the the reason to talk about London mm. is that it is in fact now the land of the free and the home of the brave 
with absolutely no restrictions whatsoever. Oh, uh, that, that sounds like I'm kind of here for it. Yeah, I, uh, it was a yeah. true holiday. Uh, yeah, I don't know if like because I'm still in this Dublin mentality. I think I'd be very ang- angsty about that. I think I'd be very anxious about just the the volume of people. You know, you know what the lack of masks. Gav- you know, and maybe that's just me. Maybe that's something I need to grow. I need to grow out. But like, I'm still. I'm like you know, it's been it's been two years of learning uh, how to behave, and then suddenly there's a new way. I I I had the same fear. I was like. Okay, maybe, maybe I'm going to be uncomfortable. Maybe I'll be like, oh, this is all dodgy. Maybe I'll be like, ick, COVID everywhere. And let me tell you, when you are hitting the D flow at three o'clock in the morning, G and T in one hand, other hand raising the roof, the last mm. thing you are thinking about is all your problems. There's no way he had COVID. He had the strength to raise the roof with only one hand. <laughs> <laughs> That either, either no COVID or that Omicron is, is really it's mild. really, so, really yeah. weak, yeah. Well, because, yeah, I could see being anxious, but, like, we're also, we have most, like, a huge portion of our life and human existence was spent that way. And then we yeah. have, like, this, so I, I, I get that we could... Turns out socialising is like riding a bike. Mm. If you never learn to do it <laughs> Except as a kid, for you, really- there's a lot less riding of anything. <laughs> Uh, oh, I come all this Busted. way. I come all this way just to get my berries truly razzed. So you got you, you can't. You, you had to go to London and back to get them razzed. I'm happy, even even if I was feeling as anxious as as at one point I did over COVID. I'm happy. I'm happy. London are doing it. I'm glad somewhere mm. that somewhere exists another way to do it. If for no other reason than you can. First of all, there's a pretend escape valve in my head. I could always go there. Um, yeah, I won't ever go there because it's London and I don't want to go there. But I could; it exists, and we might actually start to get some data that we can use one way or the other. Because mm. I feel like in almost any other country you com- you compare us to, you could really make an argument that you can't really like you can't yeah. really compare us to Germany. You can't really compare us to Sweden. We behave so differently. We're culturally so different to them. Like even if even if in fact you can. There's certainly mm. an argument that you can't. Yeah. You can't really say, oh, London, that doesn't track. I mean, sure, Jesus, we're miles different than they are. We like to think we are. We say lads a lot more than they say lads, you know. We say <laughs> mate a lot less than they say. <laughs> Basically, we behave the same way. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. yeah that's, that's a fairly re- yeah, reasonable statement. Mm. And I think- we get to live with the caution right now so like if it turns out that they're wrong then they're wrong if it turns out they're right then great you know yeah we all get to go back to normal we all get, I, I mean you know i mean obviously obviously what would obviously need to happen first though is uh, we would need to get some sort of reopening plan and um, that would be printed out maybe on some sort of um, pamphlet maybe that would be posted out at great expense to everyone's house and uh, then immediately, immediately, null and void as soon as we. See. <laughs> I think that's I think that's the sensible way to do things. Uh, uh, me, all did you remember to put in um, you know the supplementary levels, the three point five and the oh you didn't, and it's sent out already. Cool, cool, cool. 
<laughs> gosh, gosh, gosh. Uh, the thing that was great, um, I, did, I did do a quick check before going, is that actually their number of uh, reported cases in the last two weeks has dropped in half. And I think it's equal parts because, because maybe the herd immunity thing is working. And number two, people just stop getting tested. <laughs> Well, for the, I'm in a funny position because it's like, right, I mean, I'm ending up, I haven't, I've lost mentally a lot of the caution, but just in practice, the caution is still there because I don't have a very, I don't have a very wide social circle. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but where I just start going mad, I don't know how much, like you can, you can, st- you can still test positive on a PCR months and months afterwards. So they don't actually mm. want to give you a PCR if you've had COVID recently. Uh, yeah just limited value in it i guess you take an antigen test if this new one is as mild as it's supposed to be you know are you just taking antigen tests on spec i don't know uh a, a, a part of me just wants this all to be over so i'm just like just i would i would say i would say the biggest part of me wants this to be over like i am just fucking done you know <laughs> I am. I'm done. I'm done, but not in a way that I'm like, fuck this. I'm going to do whatever I want. I'm like, done. Please, sir, can this please end? <laughs> yeah, I think that's. I think that's where I like. Most people are going to pretty much do what they're told to do. You know, for the most part, on the basis that even if you're pretty darn sure that 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 they may be wrong to keep the restrictions in, you're like, I'm not. I'm not sure enough. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Is is our money on Paddy's Day? That, that seems was... that seems so late though, but probably yeah. I, I would mean, say with, I mean by by. Paddy's I'd say no. Day, I'd say that. I I think you're right. I think they'll wait till after. I think uh, like when I when you see the way it went last year, to where it was like, and it is October, so we are finally finished with those <laughs> restrictions. Did someone say restrictions? Back we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I I would say that. Like in every single Neffet meeting, they're looking at Paddy's Day on the calendar and like, well, we just need to be able to keep restrictions past then because, like, that's a health hazard anyway. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, if you're if you're legitimately a public health guy, you'd probably be like, can we just not have that day? Can we? Yeah. Can we just skip that forever? You know, I could see why you you think that. Um, I think this year though they will. We know what the vaccine is this year. I think last year it was kind of like, if we just fucking hang on till we get another 10% or so, then it, all the restrictions will be gone and there'll be no COVID. Mm. But that's that's what we thought we had. We thought yeah, we had yeah, a, yeah. A, th- a magic thing that made you stop getting it as opposed to a prophylactic that ameliorates the worst excesses of it, mm. which is valuable, but it's not what we thought we had. So yeah. I, I think now they, they probably will go, oh, okay, it's fucking, it's... We need to have an outdoor summer and not the Leo outdoor summer. I did mean in your garden. I was talking to some people about the, you know, the Boris Johnson thing. And I, and I found myself in the unenviable position of trying to explain what just, you know, not a Boris Johnson fan, just as a preface. Um, but that I just found it very entertaining that we all thought that Leo was such a legend for having cans in Phoenix Park. <laughs> everyone's like yeah but Boris Johnson's a cunt so we're like those things somehow managed to both be true and not that dissimilar I agree with you that I'm not a Boris Johnson fan in his current role I'm a huge Boris Johnson fan as just like an oaf if he, if no, he he's, he's a he's a wonderful oaf 
Like yeah. if he was I, just, I would say one of the one of the best all time political oaths. Ma- he was just mayor, of, still, mayor of London, love us. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the. I think that was perfect for him. Like if he's just editor of the Spectator or whatever, it's not funny enough that he's the way he is. Yeah. And he's the prime. He's the prime minister. It's too serious for him to be that way. Mayor of London, perfect. Man. Absolutely perfect. Yeah. Like, what are you going to do? We don't have to deal with it. We get like all the funny pictures of him being stuck on a zip line or whatever. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, that was Paddington esque was... contraption he's got himself in. <laughs> that was absolute money. He <laughs> earned every penny of what I imagine is a significant wage that day. When him he continually waving the flags. Oh, well, he minces him... the school child out of it? Yeah, that's what I'm absolutely wrecking a school child like, in a um... game of tag rugby. <laughs> Like, could, uh, could a negotiated surrender be negotiated? Like, need we have, could it be more Versailles than Nuremberg? Could we have it to where it's like, Boris, you, you do have to resign as the prime minister. That's kind of a, that's kind of a done deal. But if you go now without a fuss, Sadiq Khan is willing to let you be co-mayor of London. <laughs> <laughs> the mayor. You could be yeah, nightmare. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Think about it, Boris. Think about it. I mean, what do you really I mean, like about being prime minister? I mean, what part of it do you like? The photo stuff? You got that as like, you know, mayor of London. What, yeah. a nice house in London? You're rich! <laughs> we, and, and, and trust us, Sadiq will do all the serious stuff. We'll just give you all of the most pratfall likely <laughs> photo ops. And you just do that. There's a new department in the in the mayor's office for carrying plates of glasses. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Morris, do you see this novelty size scissors? We made it just for you. <laughs> the mayor of London has not traditionally worn a Quimby-esque sash, but we're willing to change it around to where you can. Now, Boris, your first act as new, new uh, mayor of Pratt Falls will be you have to carry this custard pie to the Queen of Buckingham Palace. Now, whatever you do, Boris, don't slip on this ice that we've placed in front of the thing. We've added a lot more stairs to number 10. You've got, I've got two files here. One of them is London's emergency <laughs> response plan to an invasion of terrorists. And the other are directions to Red Nose Day fundraiser where everyone's going to dress up as Osama Bin Laden. <laughs> Just to avoid the, even the slightest chance of confusion, <laughs> I've got one of them. Well, this one with an X for the bad thing. And this one with a plus for the good thing. <laughs> now surely, Boris, even you couldn't mess this up. <laughs> I, mean, I think we figured it out oh we fucking figured it out guys yeah. we figured it out we did it there are consultants paid a lot more for a lot less yeah in the, in the realm of politics things that would go away if only we would ignore them so jack was saying how uh london's just ignoring covid and i was like oh my god it's kind of like that thing where like just don't look just don't <laughs> look where it goes away if you ignore it except COVID isn't going away, but they're still ignoring it. I had a thing in work where if it went away, people would, if, if people if people ignored it, it would just go away. And yet everybody, I would say hundreds of people, refused to do it. Monday last week, I was added to an email thread about something in the office to do it, like giving someone access, like to, to drop something in. I was added in error, along with every other contractor who was working in the Dublin office. Um, 
what proceeded was about 100 different emails from everyone saying, can you please take me off this thread? 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 Every, every single person replying all. Yeah. Every single person being pinged like 10 to 20 times and not realizing that if they do it, it will also do it. <laughs> Some people jumping in, like myself saying, hey guys, your replying all is just adding more to this. <laughs> if we all ignore this, it will go away. And then a couple of people responded to that with, please take me off this. This is, I'm not involved in this. Please take me off this. I, it, it lasted for all of Monday last week. I actually had to mute my email and like <laughs> just go in whenever because it was so annoying. And then I thought it was over and I come in on Monday today when we record and guess what's up some people were off last week and just really want to make sure they're not on that email <laughs> just take me off this list please <laughs> oh terrible it's why so, we need big government someone needed to come in and just shut that shit down split up that email did, yeah, thread into yeah. a non-monopolistic <laughs> series of threads it's like trying to not over <laughs> it's like trying to not overfish a lake like guys, if we keep overfishing the lake, there's none of us are going to have fish. So we're all going to stop, right? Yeah, yeah, we're all going to stop. Wait a minute there. If I stop and he stops, but he doesn't stop, he's going to get all the fucking fish. And what's more, the fish are going to be just as gone. He's just going to have more of them. So what I'm <laughs> going to do, just me, I'm not going to tell anyone, I'm going to keep fishing the fish. And then next thing you know, there's no more fish. And it would have gone away if everyone had just ignored it. Sort of. Yeah. It's not a perfect at, analogy. At some point today, people started to get into the spamminess of this email thread. I with, think this like, has meme ability written all over it. And I think the biggest legend is yet to show up in this story. No, no, no. The biggest legend did show up in this story. At, yes. around, 11, at around 11 a.m. After like a sort of back and forth between the two factions of this email thread. The one, <laughs> faction, be, one faction being... Can you please remove me from this email thread? Uh, I'm not involved. Uh, and one faction being, can everyone stop replying all? You're, we're all being pinged about this. If we all ignore it, it will go away. A third faction emerged, which was just one person who responded, I'm just happy to be involved. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just happy to be involved or something. Whoever that person that is, man. I, I had to like look to him up. I was like, "Yes." <laughs> just I feel like you could solve a lot of um, HR. They're not really HR problems, but personnel problems by 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 adopting kind of a Thanos approach to that email thread and just being like, "Everyone who everyone who replied after a certain point, please take me off this." Fired. <laughs> yeah. And the one person who said, um, "I'm just happy to be involved," promoted. Everyone else left. Promoted. But I tell you who should be fired and sued into oblivion. The second person to make the observation. Yeah, I'm also just happy to be involved as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Me, as, me as well, though, yeah. <laughs> Could I be in on that? <laughs> I want to be in the rogue third group. <laughs> Something that used to happen not all the time, but more than once. More than five times, I would say. After a gig... Man, really liked it. Really liked it. The sketches are really funny. Um, can I be in it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can I just be in this? 
I saw the way people were laughing at you, and it seemed really fun. Uh, can I do that? Can I do? And like he starts like just oh, it's, yeah, it's well, like it's it's the same, but just I'm there. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, anyone, any anyone could do it. The best way to get started is no, no. You misunderstand what I'm asking you. I want to be in your <laughs> thing. I want to be in it. Can I be in it? I want a I'm happy really Monday I'm, situation where I don't really play funny. any instruments. I'm really funny though. Just say, well, it's not really, not really how how it works, probably though. But there's improv classes and stuff that you can. Yeah, I don't think. I think it's. I, I want to skip to the chase here. To my mind, why are you asking us? Because like the chances are we're saying no anyway. But if you're going on the basis of like one in a million shot, why aren't you just like, hey, hey, Rob, Dave, what's going on? Love that, love that peep show, man. Love it. <laughs> love it. Can I be in it? Well, I could be like the third friend. I could be like the third guy. I could be like, I could be like your friend who's in it. But I'd be in it. For me. Yeah. John. Do you John. Think that- John, Mr. Cleese, John, John, Mr. <laughs> John. I was watching Monty Python on TV a while ago. Yeah, I understand. I understand. Love it though, big. But no, I don't want an autograph. Don't want it. I, I just, I just. Can I be? Can just. I mean, Graham Chapman's dead, right? So can I just me? <laughs> oh, really funny though. I did a minister for silly walks. Look, look. <laughs> I do it. Oh. Weird thing. Yeah. Why not go for the big time? Why not? Do you think that person also goes to matches? Be like, oh, that was great. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, well can done. I, really can, loved can how, I you, play? how you scored all those goals. Uh, next next kick about you're having, could I be in it? <laughs> can I just, I'll leave you my note. You put me in the WhatsApp. <laughs> <laughs> I love the way they pay you as well. Loads of money. Can I just, just stick me in there? I'm really good. I'm really good at football. Really good. Really football. good. Yeah. <laughs> If it had only happened once, I'd be like, that's a weird guy. It happened multiple times. Like, that's a weird, that's a weird thing. It's a weird that people thing. Think, yeah. That people think <laughs> they can do. It must, Mattis, it must have worked once. At least it's once. True, yeah. <laughs> just ask yeah. them. Just fucking ask them. You know? Okay. Hey, well, all they can say is no. You know? Yeah. Nothing, yeah. And, nothing. and it's true. All you could say is no. You didn't like. Bully him afterwards. Yeah. No, you didn't. <laughs> Except for him. right now. Yeah. Like, oh, thank you for. And you, you feel a bit bad at first because you're like, oh, I have to tell this guy that, like, no, no, you can't. <laughs> and, but then another party is like, no, this, like, dude, clearly he is not going to register that this was even rude. You know, like, it's. Yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah. If he didn't register that asking was rude, he's not going to register that saying no is rude. Saying, yeah, I mean, you know. And it's also not. <laughs> I was like, look it, look it, buddy, buddy, you just came up after a show to people you don't know and asked, can you just be in it the next time? Mm. Just because we did that for Jack makes it even more <laughs> likely. <laughs> we're not going to take another chance. <laughs> I've been hurt before. <laughs> oh. Very good. That's yeah, got- good. That's good I'm- stuff. I've got nothing on that one. Just pied. Well, and <laughs> just really. That, that wasn't all just a setup to pie Jack. That just that just came. Here. They just come naturally. Yeah, yeah, they do. They do. Um. So yeah, speaking I agree, of that's coming, coming <laughs> um, coming naturally. I've been doing a lot of shagging <laughs> in the woods. <laughs> There's a huge difference between naturally and au naturel. Now that you say it, Jack. There is. <laughs> 
<laughs> Speaking of becoming natural. Sorry, Gav, go, go, go ahead. Yeah, I was actually just going to use that segue uh, to talk about the beer. <laughs> Speaking of coming naturally, oh, this right. is a great beer. <laughs> it's, um, honest to God, if you're drinking non-alcoholics, I need to, I need to dr- have another drink in the sun because, like, I would say this Brooklyn Special Effects is, like, one of the best I've had. I would really and truly recommend this. It has a sweetness but in a way that works it's like a, a different style of beer that you wouldn't normally get and you to the point where you really don't miss the booze because it's not like oh this doesn't taste like a vienna lager at all you're like oh this just tastes like a you know probably what a vienna lager tasted like two years ago i don't know yeah. um but yeah i like yeah i can't i can't speak highly enough of of this as a non-alcoholic brooklyn Brewing, you've absolutely nailed it. Nine out of ten. Wow. Yeah, I, I, it's, I, I can't remember what score I gave it. It was a year ago, but I can't disagree with you. I did was one of my favourites as well when I had it. So there you go. Hundred uh, percent recommended. And recommend like non-alcoholic beer in general, like particularly if you're having one bottle. Mm. You're not getting. You're barely getting buzzed off one 330 bottle of regular beer anyway. You're only having one. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Fucking try a nab. If there's a nice nab. Now, there may not be. If there's a nice are, nab. I mean, chances are it's like... Heineken Zero Zero is okay. But like, if you're only having one sheet, you might as well have to fucking have the real thing at some point. Like, but that's not... I do remember yeah. that being nice. Anyway. Yeah, Brooklyn Special Effects, if you're, if you're, if you're looking for a non-alcoholic beer... I'd say this this one, Drink of the Sun, the Kindergarten one we had last week. There's good stuff out there. Like they've really, it's come on leaps and bounds. Like every dry January we do this, I'm just like amazed. <laughs> yeah, because even the first time that there was like one that was which, like tolerable, it was like, it was like, wow, this is great. Now they're getting to be the yeah. they're good. So, yeah. yeah. Wow. No, yeah, leaps and bounds. It's brilliant. Only Which gives us only one thing to cheers to? Um, to the uh, to the uh, the new Versailles Treaty, the twenty twenty two Versailles Treaty. It's going to see bars <laughs> back in the mayor's mayor's sash, back in that mayor's zipline harness, <laughs> you know? back in the mayor's zipline to the harness, the, to, to the, the harness. And also, anyone who emails us asking, can they be in this? They can. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Do you know what? We're not nearly as fussy anymore. We literally tweeted <laughs> out a link. We tweeted out the link to join. <laughs> like, I, don't think I've ever said, I don't think I've ever said no to a guest. Now, I've afterwards said no by not releasing the episode before. But, <laughs> but I'll try anything <laughs> once. Someone's like, can I be on the show? I've never like, no. I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, you think you're yeah. so smart? Yeah, come on, come on. Yeah. I'll show you, or you'll show me. Either way, I win. Yeah. Well, that was something, and now it's not. And cut! Good enough. Splice in some reaction shots of me and shove it on the air.